everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're here. We're not in Umbria. No. Rats. We're not. <laughs> but we're here. Hey, we're here. All and we right. We got, a, studio. we got a lively Hold show on. today. We have a lively show, Come but on, everybody's really noise. quiet. My God. Yay. Listen to that. Yay. There we go. It's 11 o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> Yay. Yay. All right. Some of these people have been up all night. I know. Um, okay, well, let's start Not off with... Not mentioning any names. With, uh, this, we have annual guests, annual event. Sips and Sups is coming up the, the 28th and the 29th, and that's an annual event that raises a lot of bucks and a lot of awareness for uh, D.C. Central Kitchen and Martha's Table. We have the big shots here today, Mike Curtin from D.C. Central Kitchen and Patty Stonesifer from Martha's Table. We're going to hear about... Sips and Subs and the chefs and the restaurants. And there are some tickets left for both Sips and Subs. Not many, so you're going to want to listen. For Sips and Subs. They're two separate things. Sips and Subs. Why? Did I say them too close together? Yes, you did. Like Sips and Subs? Yes. Well, it's not exactly. that. Okay. okay. All right. And also in studio, so we announced this uh, back in the beginning of December, Ben's Chili Bowl was doing this fantastic a uh, way of letting you know about their 58 years. They had this huge competition called Eat, I'm Sip. I'm older than Ben's Chili Bowl. That's scary. It is scary. Uh, eat, Sip, Snap, and Win. And tons of people participated. And we are going to announce the winner today in studio of this competition. And with us today is Nazim Ali. and Whoa. his Nizam. Nizam. Did I yeah. say it wrong? Nizam? You, you transposed. Okay, She's sorry. got less Dixia. <laughs> okay. okay. And Tarak, his son, <laughs> is Tariq. in too. Tarek, actually. Okay, right? I wrote it down exactly as you pronounced it to me. Yeah, so, uh, sure, yeah, okay. it's my fault, everybody. All right, yeah. well, why don't you Who else is the, married here? Okay. Why don't you just finish the segment <laughs> if that's what you want to do? Okay, come on, talk about Okay, me. and then um, good friend, Shave Nate Anda, is back on the show. He has just opened Red Aprons Burger Bar, and it is fabulous. I was in there earlier this week when it opened, and he's doing really interesting, obviously fabulous burgers, but he's using two different kinds of meat. So when you go in, you can order your burger. Um, you can get an Angus burger, which is grass-fed corn finished, or you can get an ancient white pork burger, which is grass-fed grass finished. And we're going to do a little blind tasting in studio today. All right. And then we're going to, because if it's Foodie and the Beast, there's booze involved. So our friends from uh, uh, New Zealand Wine Navigator are in from New Zealand. That's a group that represents 14 independent uh, wine gr- winemakers, uh, vineyard owners in New Zealand. We're there, and they're just bringing these wines to the U.S. right now. This is it. This is the debut. So uh, Maria Canora is in. She's our East Coast res- uh, rep. And Graham Painter, who's the CEO of uh, New Zealand Wine Navigator, both in. And he's got a great accent. You can't just hang on. You Wait till you hear that. And District Distilling Company produces a premier line of D.C.-made spirits, including Buzzard Point Rum, which is D.C.'s first locally made rum. They're all made under the uh, direction of head distiller Matt Strickland, and he's in today along with his GM beverage director. I heard you got about 48 titles. Right. Uh, Saeed Haddad, Hadid, uh, uh, with some taste and talk of District Distilling. And, uh, guys, why don't we start with you, because... Uh, I was talking with Matt before the show, and we were talking about, you know, I said, how do you know it's the first rum distilled in the district? And he actually knows, because he did research. 
Yeah. You got to cut to the mic. You got to yeah, you're no. on the radio here, Matt. You got to yeah. get in front of the mic. Okay. No, we we did research and uh, mostly it was just me guessing, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I reached out to a couple guys in the community, a lot of uh, spirits historians and uh, nobody could find anything older, so yeah, we know that there was regional distilling and rum distilling in mm -hmm. the house back in around the late 1700s, but we don't know of any rum distilleries. So, uh, yeah, we think this is Everybody the first So let's talk about the kinds room. of things that you are distilling right. at District Distilling. Um, so we are doing uh, quite a few things. We're doing uh, a number of different whiskeys. We've got a smoked whiskey coming out, a wheat rye whiskey. We've got a grappa that I'll pour for you guys a little later. Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely D.C.'s first grappa. Uh, we have a couple brandies. Um, we have... Several different rums we're actually working on, and a couple new gins coming out as well. What's the production time on that? Because you guys opened when? Like, how long ago did you About open? four months ago. Right. So yeah. what's the production time in getting those spirits made? It depends. So some of the stuff I can have ready in a few months. Some of it's, you know, market calendars for 10 years from now. But, okay. Uh, my bosses don't want to hear that. But, no, I bet know, they don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, so can what you, uh, are we going to try first pour it this on morning? My coffin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, why don't we start with the rum, since that's kind of what we're talking about. Okay, well, mm. you tell us about before you pour. You don't have to pour while you're on. You can wait until you're done. What are you going to pour? And then, Saeed, are you going to make a cocktail with it? I would love to make you a cocktail Okay, well, it. come mm -hmm. up to the mic. Tell us what you're going to make us. So one thing we get to do at the bar at District Distilling that um, the whole point is that we brought a distillery. We put it right in the middle of the Northwest. We put it right in people's backyards. So what we like to do, especially since we sell it downstairs, we like to make a lot of classic cocktails up at the bar. Mm -hmm. We like to teach people how to make them so they can go downstairs, grab the grab the, the, the liquor, go to their local store, grab the ingredients, and make it for themselves at home. Uh, that's kind of the whole point. Great. So uh, what I'm be making with the rum is just a nice, beautiful classic daiquiri. Cool. All right. You get to shaking, and you're going to pour us a sure. little taste yep. of the rum. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. That's All right. Let's All move. right. So now we're going to get into sips and sups, and I just want to say. She just said it as fast as I said it. Um, <laughs> because the event but I is, understood her. But the event is called Sips and Sups. And then but there then are if you want tickets, you want tickets to sips, and you want tickets to sups. That's right. Correct? Okay. So eight years ago when, or is it not? Wait. This is in its ninth year, right? So eight years ago, this event started as a celebration um, around inauguration of President Obama, and that's all oh, you guys brought in all these chefs for this event, and it has just grown because everybody thought it was a one-off the first year. Do you know what I mean? And there was no Including sips, us. right? There was no sips. It was just these massive suppers in people's homes around the city. They paid a lot of money, and you had chefs from all over the country come in and cook to support both of your causes. I mean, and Joe Nathan is behind it, Jose Andre, um, Alice, Alice Waters. Yeah. I know, we're just name-dropping here left and right. Um, so let's talk about how this event changes this year because its, it's real reason, obviously, has now changed drastically. Well, in some ways, uh, the, the reason has stayed the same. Alice mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that in a city where... We have lots of balls and lots of feasts and lots of wonderful cocktails. Are you using our studio as an example? Yeah, that we uh, <laughs> that we didn't forget that there were people who didn't have access to healthy food when they needed it. Mm -hmm. And when Alice Waters called Joe Nathan and said, "I think with this Obama wonderful celebration, we should also be drawing attention to and celebrating 
the need for everyone to have access to great food, what are the two great organizations, thankfully, Joe Nathan said, D.C. Central Kitchen and Martha's Table were the right ones to benefit. So Mm -hmm. even though the administration is changing, I think that idea that was central to it, which is that everyone should have access to great, healthy foods, Mm -hmm. and that the rest of us who are so engaged in the food world can support that goal, still stands. I don't disagree with that. That's true. Well, um, let's talk about the events this year, what's exactly happening, and then I'd like to hear more about how both both of you benefit from it. Sure. So, uh, as you said, Nikki, the, 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 the whole weekend has expanded significantly mm-hmm. uh, since, since it started in, in 2009. Like our, or, our both organizations, I think, have evolved, and uh, more folks are, are in, invested in the work that we're doing. So mm-hmm. uh, we start the weekend on Saturday with the SIPS event, Mm -hmm. which is at the museum, starts at 7.30. The VIP portion starts at 6.30. Tickets Mm -hmm. are are going fast but still available. We'll have 45 restaurants, mixologists, uh, artisanal food producers there. And District Distilling is District Distilling is one of the people I just had a sip of buzzer point. It almost knocked me out of my chair. Yeah, this is fabulous. We'll have the Bib Gourmands, uh, the folks that have been recognized by the Michelin Guide, in, in the VIP area. Okay. Uh, and so this is a great way for a, a lot, a big portion of the community to, to come out and be part of it, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to the the, Saturday, the Sunday dinners, which will be in about 35, 37 homes across the city, across the area, uh, and uh, hosting chefs from around the country and around the world producing amazing meals. Can in you hit us with some of the, the names of some of the chefs and some of the restaurants? Oh, sure. Well, the, the Bib Gourmand restaurants of uh, Bocaria, Doi Moi, Bidwell, Kirasan, um, China Chocano actually will be on the main floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a great representation of, of folks throughout the, the culinary community in D.C., which I think is really an important part of this, um, this event. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things is, is this recognizes and celebrates the power of food to bring people together, uh, bring a community together to not only nourish uh, the, the the body, but to feed the soul and the mind. Well, I think one of the nice things is, you know, Jose made Washington his own, but he's now global, and the fact that he stays involved and still cares and still helps is Well, he's such a tremendous supporter of both of your organizations. I mean, he's such a vocal supporter of both of your organizations. Yeah, he, he is. Uh, Jose is someone who has, has clearly recognized the value of food and the importance, as Patty was saying earlier, of, of everyone having access to food and being able to to benefit from that, and um, and Jose has made that his mission, and as his restaurant culinary empire has grown, so has his commitment to the community to make it a better, more equitable, more inclusive place for everyone. Well, let's just back up a second. I mean, I think, listen, I've had both of you on multiple times, your organizations on multiple times, and I, I feel like everybody knows who you are, but maybe we should back up a little bit. I mean, can we just get like a quick 30-second spiel on both Martha's Table and D.C. Central Kitchen? So for those who may not be familiar with the organizations and what you do... So, sure. Martha's Table is 36 years old this Uh year and has always centered around the idea that every child should have the opportunity for their best future. Uh When it comes to food, we play that out today through 30 pop-up fresh markets in elementary schools east of the river, where at the 3 o'clock bell, thanks to 20 volunteers and two staff members, families can go in and shop for free for 23 pounds of food, most of it fresh, Mm -hmm. with the idea that access to healthy foods, even in food deserts, is critical to creating the kind of family, the kind of community, and the kind of health that we all want. We also have 200 little ones who come to Martha's Table every day, starting at infancy and going all the way through um, high school years. 
as support of their education. But Mm -hmm. healthy, quality food is at the heart of that. And uh, D.C. Central Kitchen is a... uh an innovator of food-centric social ventures mm-hmm. uh, that is focused on job cre- uh, training, job creation, and creating more equitable access to food systems. So we, cre- uh, we use food that would be thrown away or wasted to produce meals for the community. But prepared Pro- food or? Mostly unprepared food. Okay. Now. So we're getting a lot of our food directly from food wholesalers, purveyors, from farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're also purchasing a lot of that food, and again, directly from farms, and a lot of that food is seconds, the aesthetically or geometrically challenged product that would not have a commercial value, and then putting like that into food. our ugly, ugly food. food. Right. And, and we, we, it's it's wonderful that people are using, that that's a thing now. That we, we've been doing it for 28 years, but right. it's cool. But I mean, along with, like feeding thousands of people a day, you're also taking people off the streets, homeless people, and giving them hospitality industry skills. And that's the most important part, David, is because food See, alone. I knew that food alone will never end hunger. So mm-hmm. we're looking to break the cycle of prison and poverty and hunger and homelessness uh, by creating, uh, by by training and then creating jobs ourselves. So we have a full portfolio of social enterprise programs, mostly uh, locally sourced, scratch cooked school food, where we're. Uh, doing about 8,000 meals a day in D.C. schools, but most, most importantly, em, uh, employing about 60 men and women who graduated from our training program in that program that you does do generate revenue. You do we do catering, that, so. but most of the focus now is on this, the school program. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk about how you guys work together and then how this, organ, uh, how this big event helps you. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a minute. This segment of Foodie and the Beast is sponsored by ProFish, D.C.'s premier seafood company. ProFish delivers only the freshest, safest, and most sustainable seafood. Visit them at ProFish.com. Potomac's Market at River Falls is offering their award-winning crab cakes for $2 off in January. Find the best in gourmet-prepared foods at MarketRiverFalls.com or call 301-765-8001. Latest updates for the armed services and defense contractors. Get our DOD reporter's notebook. FederalNewsRadio.com. Search alerts. Premature birth is the number one killer of babies. Those who survive often face birth defects and complications that affect them for life. For hundreds of thousands of families in the United States, this is the hardest thing they will ever have to face. And it's even harder on the baby. March of Dimes is providing education and support to families and funding life-saving research to give every baby a fighting chance. You can help. Do something today. Give them tomorrow at marchadimes.org slash tomorrow. If you've ever worked for a large company that provides services to a customer, at some point you may have said, Huh, I think I might be able to do this better on my own. Well, this is a show for people who actually take the step off the ledge and fend for themselves in the cutthroat world that is government contracting. I'm Alan Scott of Columbia Technology Partners and host Ready to Prime. Part information, part inspiration, and all small business. Heard the last Tuesday of every month on Federal News Radio 1500 AM or on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search Ready to Prime. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Patty Stonesifer from Martha's Table and Mike Curtin from... D.C. Central Kitchen, and uh, about SIPs and 
stuff. Very good. How's and that? so off air, we were just talking a little bit. I mean, we don't have a ton of time, but since both of your organizations do such amazing things, but you guys kind of compete a little bit over dollars. So how do you come together to help further both of your causes? Well, I think uh, there, there's a great quote, and I don't even know who gets credit for it, but it's amazing what you can get accomplished if you're not worried about who's getting credit for it. And I think both organizations realize we'll give you that, credit for that. Okay, you know, right Patty on. told me she was going to just lock you in her trunk. <laughs> <laughs> that all changes out, off, off the air. But um, we both realize that, that food, we have an opportunity to really change our, our food systems today and into the future and, and work on breaking the cycle of generational poverty. So there are many programs uh, across this, the city, mostly in Ward 8, where we work together. Some of our programs, working in corner stores, complement their, their beautiful markets, their pop-up markets, the work we're doing in schools, uh, helps with the nutrition education that we all want to do, teaching about about food. So it's, it's finding places where we can come together and find commonality to break, again, this cycle of poverty through food. Patty. I mean, Mike said it. The, right. the bottom line is we all want a healthy food system for mm -hmm. all families, mm -hmm. and that requires good jobs, good access to food, and great education. Mm -hmm. And so you see us together all the time, but come into Martha's Table and come into our kitchen and see who's working in the kitchen. They're graduates of D.C. Central Kitchen. Oh, I love that. And the same is true with many of the partners that are going to be on the floor at SIPS mm -hmm. and uh, many of the chefs. Uh, in their kitchens that will be in the in our kitchens at suppers. Well, on that note, um, just because we have a minute left, who are some of the chefs who are cooking this year in at at Sups? Because these are private dinners around the uh, the city and like magnificent in homes. Beautiful homes, right? Yes. Um, so so imagine that Carla Hall is is cooking with Reese Lacoste, and okay. they're is she going to say hootie who? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. She always and, does. And, yeah. and, yeah. and Rich like and Kate Lando of The Veg. And mm -hmm. the list goes on and on with uh, Will Artley and Seth Doherty of Real Food Initiatives. I mean, it's it literally, if you think of the folks at Del Campo, if you think of the... Of, you uh, can't help you yeah, it's just okay. it, we, we really are lucky that the leaders in bringing us beautiful food in D.C. are the leaders in putting on these suppers and the best place in the city for you to go to get a fast round of the best mixologists and the best restaurants is Sips right. on Saturday night. At the Museum. All right, so let's make sure everybody knows where to get and where and how to get tickets. Mm -hmm. You can go to e either website or sipsandsuppers.org. Well, let's to do the website. DCCentralKitchen.org. Or the list are you on it.com. I mean, I'm just saying. Right. You can go to davidnellis.com, but there's no <laughs> such website. <laughs> and so sipsandsuppers.org. Martha'sTable.org. DCCentralKitchen.org. Okay, no, great. Guys, not, thank you so much for coming in today. And uh, it's always, we have been every year. It's an amazing event. And, of course, we'll be there again this year. At we're support. really grateful. Look forward to it. Thank you. I'll be, I'll be sipping right. and supping. Yes. Very, good. Very, good. Very good. All right. So let's go back and talk to uh, Saeed and this Matt. This is the best daiquiri I've ever had. You know, it's uh, it's really easy to make a really great daiquiri when you start off with really awesome ingredients. So, um, you know, Matt 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 has taken the time to put together a really special rum. It's my favorite rum. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, going around. Any, we didn't any, say the name of the rum on air. Can you tell us the name, please? Oh, Matt? buzzer. Yeah, sure. Yeah, buzzer, buzzer Point. Colonial style white rum is a full it. full name. Um, it's my favorite. It's the one um, that it's the one I get photographed with. <laughs> it's the one. I saw uh, that new centerfold in. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. It's what I carry on in my flask. Okay, you know? well, let's talk about our next spirit. What do we got next? Uh, so next up, Matt. Well, um, so let's try the grappa. This actually okay. isn't even out. 
Wow, lucky yeah. us. You got to talk in front of the mic, yeah. or else nobody else can hear you. Where are you so, getting your 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 uh, skins from? So this kind of this project just sort of fell in my lap. Actually, uh, a couple months ago, we had uh, Rachel Martin who heads up Boxwood Estates. Oh. Sure. Uh, and uh, she knew Said from years ago, and. Because Saeed knows everybody. Yeah, because he knows everybody. Um, He's in Dunno. And so, uh, yeah, he basically, she contacted us and asked if uh, she was pressing some grapes, if we wanted the leftover skins. And um, I asked her, you know, I was like, do you want, you know, do you want us to pay you for them or anything? She's like, no, no, no. I I just want to work with with somebody. That's all. And it was a really cool arrangement. And she's a sweetheart. And so uh, over a period of a couple days and a lot of headaches and uh, a few Clog drains. Uh, yeah, we we got some grappa made. So Excellent. Hopefully, we'll see that. Uh, this is definitely the first grappa that's getting produced in in DC. Right, well, okay, you... and then Said, are you making a cocktail too? I am totally making a new cocktail. Um, at this point, uh, we're making a little twist on the daiquiri just so Uber. you can play. That's all I can say. Okay. What's that? <laughs> to thank God for Uber. They're not a <laughs> yeah. sponsor, but they should be. <laughs> we didn't say be. we make weak drinks. We just said we make them. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, this is a twist on a on a on a on a. Classic daiquiri. This plays along with uh, Hem- one of Hemingway's favorite cocktail bars in Cuba uh, called uh, El Floridita. So this is basically the twist being that you're adding fresh grapefruit juice instead of the lime um, and adding a little Luxardo Maraschino sa- uh, sour right. cherry liqueur. Let's do it. Very delicious. So now we're going to talk about something else that soothes the soul, and that's chili dogs. So more than 58 years ago, Ben's Chili Bowl was founded by your dad, Nizam, and... Um, it's a it's a Washington institution. Uh, our nearly departed president has eaten there many times. Everybody in this room has probably eaten there many times. Mm-hmm. So you had a contest. We did have a contest. And to celebrate it and give away big prizes, why don't you roll that out? So we had an eat, sip, snap, and win contest. And we're celebrating our 58th anniversary. So we thought, you know, what better way to do it than to really reach out to the people, our customers, our fans, and really get their stories, their memories, uh, their photos, and uh, and share their experiences that they've had with Ben's over the last 58 years. Which is just massive. Yeah. I mean, you guys are an institution here in the city, oh, thank you. so you must have heard so many things from people. We did. We, I mean, lots of great memories, lots of great photos. I mean, everything from, you know, uh, we, we came to Ben's after our engagement, after our proposal, and, uh-huh. and came to Ben's. That was our meal. Did they kiss after that? <laughs> I, I, well, I think, yes, they did kiss after <laughs> did that. Did anyone David. explode? I <laughs> no, David, no explosions. Why would you explode? It's so good. Give me a break. Okay. Oh, you're going to knock one out right now? All right. By the way, you guys take uh, no food and drink in the studio just to a whole nother level. Right, exactly. I mean, you got cocktails going on in here. You got to have some. Oh, oh how, my God. How was it? <laughs> you look good? It's awesome. All it right. is so good. So that's, I and mean, if that's, you don't eat the bun, it's like no carbs. So it's all good. It's true. You can right? do the no you can do But the, the, the no bun carb is part thing. of the taste profile. <laughs> it is. My it is. Yes, yes. You mm. get the snap of the. So that's our original chili half smoke. That's mm-hmm. the thing that we've been doing. That's I'm our signature for dish for, for 58 years. Okay, but I want to back up a little bit. Okay, go ahead. Because here's what, I mean, I feel terrible saying this, but Uh-oh. you guys are so much more than just chili dogs. I mean, that's what you're known. You're known sure, for your half smoke, sure. but you're serving breakfast. Of course, you we're are serving breakfast. You are like the breakfast. original like breakfast place. If you can't DC. get half smoke and eggs, then what's the point? I mean, well, that's what I had. Right. I had a half smoke and eggs. It was right. delicious. We have a really great breakfast on U Street. Mm-hmm. Um, French toast. Uh, hot cakes, scrapple, right. fried apples, potatoes, all good the stuff. The whole thing. Yeah, it's great. So what time do you guys open in the morning? 6 a.m. Okay, and um, what time do you close at night? Oh, like 2 a.m. 2 a.m. on weekdays, 4 a.m. on the weekends. You guys do a customer count because every time I drive by there, you're slammed, and there are people outside, and it's like it looks like a like you're having a hootenanny. So 
You know how we many, don't we don't really do a customer count. We don't. No, doors? we should have. It would it would be that sign that says over like 50 right, million served, served or right. something like that. I got an like idea. You put golden arches. Hey, easy, easy, easy. We use golden mustard. That's about right, it. There you go. But um, no, it's great. But a lot of the perception too is that oh, we're always so busy and booming, and you know, business is fine, but. You can get in and you can get served quickly, and, and that misperception sometimes kills you. And people say, "Oh, I can't go; it's always busy." That's not right. always busy. Right. Come for but, breakfast. Come, come all the time. Well, I just was thrilled to find out about that. Like yeah. I felt like, you know, I consider myself a very knowledgeable person of yeah. what's going on in the city, and I was like, I can't believe I didn't know this, and now I've been, right. and I love it. And the beautiful thing is the mix of people still. Like we've Without always prided ourselves on the mix of people from 1958 to today. Mm-hmm. So we'll have big law firms that'll do an annual breakfast you know with all of their all of their partners and attorneys yeah you got people in suits you've got you know from dc government folks to you know the, women with strollers yeah elevate an elevator company comes in otis elevator comes in and and mm-hmm. they come in like once a week and like they put they put all their little trucks in the parking lot and they come in for breakfast it's really cute and they do I, it like once a week or so i love that it's I just fun. i want to talk about the contest let's talk about that contest yeah, yeah. announce the winner yes and we what, are first of all what does the winner win so the winner, first prize, uh, two-night stay at Marriott Hotels, one of our sponsors, okay. two Delta Airline tickets anywhere in the U.S., mm-hmm. two tickets to the Howard Theater, a $250 Benz gift card, and four AMC movie tickets. That's quite a win. Yeah, it is a All win. All right, so who won? So the winner is a little drum roll. So Molly Mosley of Minnetonka, Minnesota. Shut up. And that's kind of the funny thing, uh, the cool thing were about that. Were you looking M's. for alliteration? Right. Mo- Molly Mosley of Minnetonka, Minnesota. Yes, lots of M's there. Yes. But it's it's sweet. Like, mm. Yes. So in Donald Duck of Dominion, Delaware. Oh my lord. I mean. So um, Molly sent a really beautiful, amazing shot. I'll show this to you. It's mm-hmm. a black and white shot of the front of the chili bowl, and it's just gorgeous. Look at that. Oh, that is. And the caption was, just Benz is great. Beautiful black and white. And Molly got 510 votes. Did she really? Uh-huh. Wow, for that's this amazing. Picture. Yeah. Okay, good. And we had a nice local uh, local young lady named uh, Nelshika mm-hmm. Wallace from Oxon Hill, Maryland, was the number two winner. Okay, good for her. And two Delta tickets anywhere in the U.S., a uh, $150 gift card, and four movie tickets. That's awesome. Yeah. So is Molly Mosley going to fly to Washington? Ah, uh, she could. She could fly right. to Washington. Absolutely. I know. Exactly. That's kind of the beauty of it. So you think of, you know, should the winner be from D.C. or not? But it's like over the last 58 no, you, years, you people have gone all over. All over. You said it's more about their memories. It and really that's is. what this competition yes, was about. Really and people from all over the world yes. have really come to Benz. And because it is an institution, what? Nothing. Oh, I, I just want like to make sure everybody listening, if you haven't been to Benz, you've got two locations, one on H Street. We've and got one four on locations, yeah, believe it or not. Uh-oh, I'm a bad boy. No, it's right. fine. We have one in, in National Airport, Reagan right? Airport. Right. We have one in Roslyn, Virginia on Wilson Boulevard. I forgot about that. We have one on H Street, 10th and H Northeast. And we have the original on U Street. But now the one on H Street, it's is it a Ben's Chili Bowl and then a next door? Like, what do you have right, going on so there? Right, so we have the building on the corner of 10th and H in mm-hmm. Northeast, so H Street Corridor, beautiful place to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ben's Chili Bowl, a nice, good-sized, beautiful Ben's on the first floor. And right. we have a new full-service restaurant called Ben's Upstairs, right. which has a gorgeous second floor with reclaimed wood and a beautiful different menu and a beautiful rooftop. Great. Mm-hmm. But now, but you're serving different food. Oh, yeah. In that yeah, yeah. Component. So it's an American food with a little southern twist and a little mm-hmm. Caribbean twist. Right, because of your family's roots. Absolutely. And that's, that's the same with next door, right? Mm-hmm. You have next door to Ben's, too, on um Right U next Street. door to the Chili Bowl on right. U Street, Ben's next door. That's been mm-hmm. there nine years, believe it or not. 
And it's really interesting because that. we opened up right before Obama's first inauguration. Right. It was incredible. It was incredible. And here we are, Mike. And here we are. Mm-hmm. And here we are. All right. It's a show about food, not a show about Exactly. Politics. Exactly. Okay. Why don't we go to break now and then bring Nate on? Okay. Why don't we do that? All right. Well, so let's tell everybody where they can find you. We want to congratulate your winners. Oh, it's thanks so, so much. exciting. Thanks and thank for you for bringing in all this delicious Absolutely. food. Absolutely. Pleasure today. to be here. 1213 U Street, Northwest. Mm-hmm. Benschillyball.com. We can right. ship it anywhere you want to in the U.S. I love that part. Isn't that Very cool? Great. Thanks yeah. so thank much. Thank you so much. All right. This delicious. is David and Nikki right. Nellis with Booty and the Beast. Up next, we die. are blind tasting burgers. <laughs> can David tell the difference between two different beefs? We'll find I out. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. I'm Aileen Black. And I'm Gigi Shum. Together, we host Women of Washington. You'll hear the inspiring and amazing stories of women who have paved their own path to success and achieved incredible milestones in their careers. Some have leaned in. Others took an unconventional approach. All have made an impact on the business landscape of Washington, D.C. and beyond. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 1 for Women of Washington, Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. Download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Women of Washington. So. I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and (laughs) theshelterpetproject.org. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is John Gilroy. My show, Federal Tech Talk, answers the question, how does technology make life easier for the federal audience? I've spent years interviewing federal CIOs, tech leaders, and big company CTOs. What they tell me is compelling, provocative, and always relevant to the federal government and contractor. Check it out Tuesday and Thursday afternoons at 1 on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM, or download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Federal Tech Talk. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, and sitting next to me is, how many times have you been on, Nate? A couple? I've been on a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Nate Anda, who is DC's charcuterie king, but he's also the guy behind Red Apron, the Red Apron concept, uh, and the, now the new Red Apron Burger Bar. And he has thrown Which down the Which just opened on Wednesday. Yeah, and Nikki was there. I haven't been there yet. She said it was awesomeness. It is awesomeness. Yeah. So tell us. I mean, actually, the idea. it's not a word I ever would use, but I'll go ahead and use it. Yeah, she's too cool to say yeah, awesomeness. She's too cool for school. Uh-huh. It's okay. kind of surprising it took us four years to do the Red Apron Burger Bar, considering that we deal with whole animal. Everything we do is whole animal processing. So uh-huh. uh, when you think about how big a cow is and how big other. How big is a cow, Nate? The cows we get. Once they are taken care of, to us they're well. The first, the the nice cow that, or the uh, the ancient white park that we're going to talk about, they come to me at about 550 pounds. Right. And, and they're then, the most. I've seen pictures of that mm-hmm, cow. They're beautiful. They're all white. They're beautiful. They have the big horns. They're just gorgeous. And then the other awesome cows we work with are Angus, and they mm-hmm. come in about 750 to 800 pounds. Wow. So when you are done doing everything that we do to them. You know, you take out the 
tenderloin, the ribeye, and, you know, the expensive cuts that go to the butcher shops, you're still left with about, you know, for the Angus, you have about 500 to 600 pounds of mm -hmm. grind, and for the white park, we have about 350, so. So what is the difference in taste? Why? Well, no, let's tell the difference well, between the two cows. Well, I'm saying what, well, that's the same thing. Well, so I mean, the, the white park is, uh, you know, it's, it's a true heritage breed. There's only six registered growers in America, mm -hmm. and it is a cow that is, it's 100% grass-fed, but it is one of the few cows that have the, a, a real muscle structure to, uh, I guess it doesn't need any supplements. So it, it can get all of its marbling and live a long life due to eating grass. So these cows are raised for about three years before they go to slaughter. So that's so not really a long life, is it? <laughs> no. For a cow, for, for when you think of you know, cows that are, you know, processed for, you know, grocery stores and, and burger chains, it's significantly less for those mm -hmm. lives. So, so now what's, so, in, but Angus the is, Angus, they're grass-fed, the ones you do, they're, so they're all pasture-raised cows, mm -hmm. but those are grain-finished, correct? Yep, grain-finished, yep. They're, uh, so about the last 30 to 60 days of their time they start getting supplements of grain mm -hmm. for them to uh, kind of fatten, fatten them up. up. Yep. Now, so let's just talk about your commitment to these kinds of cows, like pasture-raised animals, because like you just said, it's not what you find in your grocery store all the time unless it specifically says so. It's not what you find at most burger places. Right. <laughs> so why why is it so important to you? I guess, you know, I think animals are, they're amazing, you know, mm -hmm. so you want to work with uh Farmers that kind of have the same opinion as you that, you know, they're raising these things and they're uh, these animals and they're taking the pride and everything and to, to give these animals a great life. Mm -hmm. And so part of Red Apron is we've always wanted to, you know, just show them off, right. you know, and, you know, and when you say time, Red Apron, I just want to interrupt. I mean, you know, you have these Red Apron shops that have incredible charcuterie mm -hmm. and you were really the first one in the city to sort of... Um, Kind of a, still the only one who really launched that kind of concept where you can get all this magnificent quality charcuterie that's made locally. Yeah, not... you and Jamie are the only yep. two I can think of. Who? Jamie's the cousin. Oh, yep. well, that's true, but needs doing different. Yeah, but. Right. Well, I mean, you're very right. Jamie yeah. was an innovator, too. Right. When that's very true. Turned. Um, plus, but you, when you go to uh, your red apron, like the kinds of cuts that you can find there. Well, we wanted a, uh, you know, a lot of times. Uh, People will go to restaurants and they'll be like, I want to I want to buy this. I want right. to take this home. And you never have that opportunity. So one of the things that we wanted with the butcher shops was to give the, the cuts that you would find at a restaurant. What's the one cut I always buy? You have a, like a pork, <coughs> a pork flank steak, right? We have the secreto, which is the uh, skirt steak. So that is in uh, – it's called secreto because it's mm -hmm. a secret. You know, right. it's, traditionally it's like the uh, – so the, the the cut that the the butcher takes home at night mm -hmm. because no one knows what it is. But it's so, so good. It's delicious. All yes. right, let's get back to the burger. So, so which are what are, yeah, let's we're try blind these tasting? Okay, well, right. Yeah. Yep. So so what are we looking for? Oh, which one did you don't take? confuse it. Don't I took move this it. One over here. Don't confuse right. it. Okay. You, you want All right. So both of you. Yeah. So take a bite. All right. Okay. And we have to guess which one is which. But we got well, to know I mean, what you we're can just so when you think of like so the the ancient white park has a very beefy beefy flavor. It's a Something you're not probably used to. Okay. So it at by saying that though, it's not 
it's not bad. It's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of an enlightening experience. Mm-hmm. So the Angus is what you're used to eating. So it has a very uh, nice flavor, good marbling. Here. Let's see. Okay. And then talk yeah. about a little bit like the kind of burger compilations that you're serving there because you can get burgers lots of ways. So, yeah, so we have uh, the signature burger that we're doing. It's called the Standard, which is so mm-hmm. you can get the Ancient White Park or the Angus uh seared on the flat top with white American cheese, our play on a special sauce, and then mm-hmm. just pickles mm-hmm. and onions. Not a secret sauce, just a special? The second one. Special the sauce, second yeah. one is the ancient white. This one tastes, you know, actually I have no idea, but I'm going to say it's the second one too. Yeah, you're, you, you didn't even try it, but I did, yeah, that's a bite out of it. That's a small bite. Um, well, it's delicious. I can't, I can't so judge petite. anything with that. That's it. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the second was You can totally yeah. taste the difference. Yeah. It's got a totally, it's a bolder flavor. Yep. So I think a, a burger like this allows the flavor of the, you know, the the, the accompaniments to this burger allow the, the meat to come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also do, uh, this is, we brought the uh, triple stack from the Partisan, is uh-huh. is sold at the Red Apron Burger Bar. So tell everybody what the triple stack is, because it's, it's amazing. It is, it's it put, it. I mean, it, I have a hard time not ordering it, even if I'm full. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Uh, it's triple, it's three patties, uh, two beef patties, and a chorizo patty. Right. And then Because you need to mix it up. Yeah. American cheese, and then we take uh, evolution porter and braise onions and, with bacon, and it gets delicious. And, it's so good. It's so. amazing. So, and, but you can also get, you have um, you your... Put a little buzzard point on top of it just yeah. to... Right. Yeah. But you guys are Chase serving it with a beer... Of yep. course, there's a major well, we got beer program. Greg mm-hmm. involved, which brings amazing things to the mm-hmm. table. So, one of the things that we want to highlight, since we were highlighting Virginia beef, Greg really just ran with, you know, doing Virginia beers cool. and bringing uh, these amazing breweries to D.C. that haven't been here before. So, uh, the Vale out of Richmond and mm-hmm. Penn Druid, you know, the Vale has only been poured at uh, Church Key, mm-hmm. and now they're we can. We have them at uh, Burger Bar, and then Penn Druid out of Percival. As we were the first ones to pour it. All right. Unfortunately, we need to wrap it. Tell everybody where Where to find find you. And just remember, when you order your burger at Red Apron Burger, you get to pick which kind of cow you want in your burger, which I love. So we're at 1323 uh, Connecticut Avenue Northwest, right outside the Dupont Circle. Great. Thank you so much. My diet starts right after the show. Yay. All right, Saeed. Matt, Saeed. Come on up. up what, what spirit from District Distilling are we trying next? So I think we're going to do the gin you. next, and it looks like Saeed is actually going to Everybody's eyes lit up. They're like, gin? Yeah. Like you haven't had enough this morning. Yeah. Uh, no, so we just entered this gin into the New York International Spirits mm-hmm. Competition last year, and we were named D.C.'s Gin Distillery of the Year for this. So Congratulations. Uh, yeah, no, this was kind of cool. It was uh the uh, the first time we'd entered this gin and um, we were pretty pleased with it. So, uh, so yeah, Saeed apparently has just come up with a cocktail magically in his head. So he's gonna make one. All really right, quickly. Saeed, what are we doing? It's not that it's not that magic. If you if you drink enough, it just kind of comes to you. Right. Um, so uh, basically, what I'm gonna do here is uh, <laughs> what I'm gonna do here is uh, I'm gonna do a gin sour um, using uh, grapefruit juice, um, a little bit of Luxardo Triplum, uh, kind of just a higher quality triple sec. And what I'm going to do is float some beautiful port from uh, Height Cellars out in Napa Valley. Um, that one really, uh, this port really stuck out to me. It's, uh, I'm not really big on sweet bombs. Um, these guys are known for doing really nice high-end uh, cabs. 
just really traditional Napa cabs. Okay. Uh, what happens with this port is it starts off beautiful and port and then finishes nice and dry. So it doesn't oversweeten the cocktail. Um, and we're going to garnish with a big, beautiful, fresh orange slice. So I'm going to get started. Okay. <clears throat> now you. we're going to talk. New Zealand wine. New Zealand wine. Since we haven't talked enough alcohol today. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Pardon me. So, mm. guys, uh, and I should say again, Maria Canora is in with us. She's the East Coast representative. And uh, Graham Painter is the CEO for New Zealand Wine Navigator, which represents 14 independent winemakers. So, we've had New Zealand winemakers on before. Um, you've got sort of a special twist on what the, the folks that you represent. Give us give us a 411 on that. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for having us here. Thanks it's, for being uh, here. It's, it's a long it's, walk from New Zealand. It's pretty neat. Yeah, well, it's only sort of, uh, you know, one, one dinner, one sleep and a breakfast, and, you, and you're here. <laughs> you look at it that way. But, uh, yeah, we represent uh, 14 estate family vineyards from New Zealand. And pretty much covering all the regions from Otago down in the south up to uh, Nelson, Marlborough in the north. And now, then many people don't know. New Zealand is really two big islands, is it not? Yeah, well, when you say big islands, well, we, we big, go a long way big, from north. Bigger than the small ones that are near. Yeah, we there go a long way from north to south. If you, if you superimpose New Zealand on a map, we'd be about from Seattle to somewhere south of Los Angeles. So Pretty big. We cover a pretty big range of latitudes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And our, our Otago vineyards, they're about the same latitude south as Oregon is in the north, mm -hmm. but totally different terroir and climate. Well, do you have a way of deciding which vineyards, like which wines you want to carry? Is there a certain, pro like, are you looking to fill holes in your profiles? Like, what are you looking to have? Well, we're very lucky. We have Cameron Douglas, who's New Zealand's only master sommelier okay. on our team. Mm -hmm. Cameron's very well known throughout the sommelier profession sure. in, in the U.S. So Cameron has curated our, our wines. So our objective is to represent all of the primary varietals mm -hmm. from the principal regions of, of New Zealand. Okay. So we have Sav Blanc. You know, while 80% of New Zealand exports are Sab Blanc, mm -hmm. we really don't want, want to emphasize that. We'll leave that for the for the big boys, for the big multinationals. Well, because, let's be honest, New Zealand, there are some of the, you know, wineries that have a huge marketing budget. Yeah. And that's sort of what people think of New Zealand wine. So are you looking to change that conversation? Absolutely. Okay. We want to target the premium wines that people have neither heard of nor tasted previously. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. hence, while we have... We do have three Sauvignon Blancs. Mm -hmm. we, uh, the, the wine here you're tasting is a Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Which goes very well with this hamburger. Yes, it does. Say. And the half yeah. smokes, I might add. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this is from Nelson. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, our, our Pinots are, are, are great. That's it's, delicious. It, it, it's not been here before, mm -mm. Uh, but it, it's tremendous. And we do have an alternate. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's lovely. That's good. We have, um, yeah, let me just Here, here, I have an extra cup for you. Okay, there we, here go. we go. Tell what kind of wine connoisseur I am. It's right. good. Right, There we go. <laughs> yeah. Now the, the yeah. series. Thank yep. you. We've got it going Yeah, now, so, so this is from Nelson, which is the top of the North Island. Mm -hmm. the, 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 Nelson has the highest number of sunshine hours <clears throat> in, in the country. Okay. Something way over 2,000. So it's right up there. Okay. Now, this next wine you're tasting is from Central Otago, so it's a real cold climate wine. As I say, same latitude as Oregon in the north, 
but it's Oregon's a maritime climate principally. I was going to say the land and the climate differ, however. Totally different. Well, and the taste of the wines are yeah. completely different. Like that first wine, mm. which was a lovely mm. Pinot Noir, but that was like a it was a little tight. Like you know, you could see drinking that with like. Uh, like che- you could have it like with cheeses and like with appetizers, yeah. but this is a much bolder wine. This yeah. you want with a steak. So this, yeah, this would be fine with, with a steak. Mm-hmm. And it's when we say cold climate, it gets about twelve inches of rain a year. So way different than Oregon. Okay, we have to take it's, a quick break. Yeah. When we come back, we're, we're going to be here. drinking way more New Zealand <laughs> wines on air. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a minute. So. I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the (laughs) ShelterPetProject.org. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold I want to be day. a football stadium. I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. This is Roger Waldron, president of the Coalition for Government Procurement and host of Off the Shelf. My show brings a voice to commercial service and product companies selling in the federal market. Each week, I talk to experts from inside and outside government about the latest federal compliance and policy information for government contractors. Join me every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 11 a.m. for Off the Shelf on Federal News Radio 1500 a.m. or download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search off the shelf. What's more important than your pay, benefits, and retirement? Sign up for Mike Causey's Federal Report at federalnewsradio.com. Search alerts. Potomac's Market at River Falls is offering their award-winning crab cakes for $2 off in January. Find the best in gourmet-prepared foods at marketriverfalls.com or call 301-765-8001. This segment hey, of everybody. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to uh, uh, Maria Canara and uh, Graham Painter from New Zealand Wine Navigator about some new New Zealand wines. Mm-hmm. I didn't stutter. New hmm. New Zealand wines that are coming to the U.S. So... All right, so let's talk about the one you just poured. This is a Syrah. Okay, this is a Syrah from Hawke's Bay. Okay. And it's from the Gimlet Gravels. Mm-hmm. Not a huge area, 620, safe, well, hectares, safe 1,500 acres. Mm-hmm. But now establishing a real global name for great Syrahs, great Bordeaux-style cab blends. Mm. Um, yeah, quite distinctive. Right, this, this. And, and you may ask, why are we tasting reds before our whites? I wasn't going to ask, but go ahead. The reason being that Cameron just figured it was better if we used the reds and they would sort of settle down the the great cocktails we had previously (laughs) rather than launching into the whites, we would be in a bit of competition. Absolutely. Put this with a steak, a ribeye or something, and you're in heaven. Well, so this is really interesting. So let's talk a little bit about the um, terroir of this wine. Like, what are we looking at? Because, you know, sometimes Syrahs can be super jammy. And uh, this does not have that kind of quality, even though it looks like it. Like, the color is super these, deep. These come from sort of million years old riverbeds. Okay. That are now, mm-hmm. the river's now way below. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so seriously stony. If you're lucky, it might have an inch of topsoil. Okay. After so super, that, it's lots just of minerals. stones. Mm-hmm. And so the roots go way down. Mm-hmm. The water table is probably at about 60 feet mm-hmm. below the surface. So way down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, these wires need irrigation. Um, but again, a very distinctive terroir. Well, unless, so we were just in Italy. And, you know, the wines in Italy are very different, and they're very regionally based. You know, like the... Plus, we like to talk about the fact that we were just in Italy. Well, we do. Um, But like like the wines you have, like, in Umbria, like the Montefacos, are totally different than the wines you have in Tuscany, like the Chiantis. So how does New Zealand divide up its regions, or don't they? Well, yes, we do. You see, uh, in the north, we have... Well, we do have wines from around the Auckland region. We have Mm -hmm. wines from Waiheke Island, Mm -hmm. which is a 40-minute ferry ride from downtown city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have wines from uh, Gisborne, and we have a fantastic Gewürztraminer mm-hmm. from, from Gisborne, which is on the east coast, um, sort of halfway down the, the North Island. Mm-hmm. Then we come to the Hawke's Bay area, which is just below Gisborne, and again is one of our oldest wine-growing or grape-growing areas. So what is oldest for people who don't know in New Zealand? Like how long... Well, Hawke's Bay probably planted wine somewhere around 1890. I mean, I just don't think people realize that New Zealand has been growing wines for that long. You know, we just yeah. uh, because we just didn't know. Well, but New Zealand, again, has only hit its straps in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, that, and we do have a lot to thank the big guys with Sauvignon Blanc because mm-hmm. they've established New Zealand as a, as a wine-growing region. Mm-hmm. But what we're trying to do is to show people that, hey, we have a lot more than Sauvignon Blanc. Right. Which you've and just proven yeah. in the last, like, six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And and so we have just great, fantastic, fantastic mm-hmm. wine. And that's uh, what we want so to So here's produce. a question, because you're just really now launching these wines in the U.S. So if I'm listening to this show, among the millions of people listening, billions, <laughs> how do I get your wines? What do I do? Well, if you're in D.C., you're pretty lucky, because you can go onto our website, mm-hmm. and uh, you can uh, you can order and we can ship direct to consumers in D.C. Uh-huh. Wow. Unfortunately, we can't ship direct to consumers in Virginia or Maryland. But uh, Fortunately, we have a son that lives in D.C. Right, yeah. well, but that's there, coming. There you go. So we we import. We have a California company, mm-hmm. which so we import our own wine. Mm-hmm. We warehouse at the moment in California. Mm-hmm. And we so at present, if you would order in D.C., we would ship from California. Okay. But we will be warehousing here. Obviously, we've got to walk before we run. Of course. So as our volume builds, yeah. And so what about in restaurants? Are you looking to, I mean, that's probably the hardest part to break into. Maria's task is is here, Mm -hmm. and we already have wines in some restaurants, Black Salt and a couple of others. Sure, Jeff Black. And uh, we have some wine in uh, in the Hearth in in, uh, New York. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. That's a great opportunity so for us. Happening. All right. We we can't be at that bottom end. We we just can't compete at that price level. But at that good restaurant premium wine level, yep, that's well, our Well, I think that's also education for the consumer because I think I, whether you like it or not, you know, there is this uh, feeling about New Zealand wine based on the big shops who've had that the ability to put their word out there. But you're trying to change the conversation about the better quality wines and the better profiles that are out there. So, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Absolutely. And I think what we're finding is 
many sommeliers and chefs who have presented to have said to us, it's the first time that anyone's presented a representative range of New Zealand wines. Mm-hmm. And there's only, there's only six samples, three reds, three whites. Right. We, we have others. But we sort of cover the, this afternoon, we, we cover, or this morning, we're covering the spectrum mm-hmm. quickly and, and simply. Right. So how do, we get, how do people get in touch with you if they want to find on, out On our website, www.nzwinenavigator.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Pretty simple. What about reaching you here in D.C., Maria? Yeah, they can contact me at maria.canora at mm-hmm. NewZealandWineNavigator.com. Okay. Okay, and happy I know that you guys had a bunch of whites to pour. We did. We yeah. really only have one minute. Can you just tell us quickly about one of the whites that you're pouring? Yeah, why don't we try the Sav Blanc, which again is one of our traditional <laughs> grapes. But this is yeah, from sure. an organic vineyard. Mm-hmm. It is in Marlborough, and it's it's a great wine. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that organics, and a lot of organics may not last. This will sell her just as long as any other white will, will sell her. It's really good. Yeah. It's not over. Like a lot of New Zealand Sav Blancs are very, very <laughs> minerally. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They have yeah. that back end taste. This does not have that. It's really good. All I right. know. we got to wrap you Guys, up. Guys, thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you so Safe much. trip home. Well, thank you. Delicious. All right. Thank you very so much. So let's go thank back you. to you guys. What else is going on at District Distilling? Um, for the next couple months, this is kind of an exciting year for us. We have all kinds of things coming out. Um, I think we just poured you a sample of our gin, mm-hmm. and uh, Which we have smells delicious. Oh, thank you. We uh, very smooth. We mm-hmm. have a barrel aged version of that coming out. Um, we have a sort of a Western style gin coming out, and something that I think we're really excited about coming up is actually there's going to be a gin summit uh, at um, at a Joseph A. Magnus Distillery uh, up in, in Ivy City. City. Sounds like a at drunken affair March. to me, but yeah. that's just me. Well, yeah, for distillers, it's always a drunken <laughs> affair. But um, we are actually, we're working in conjunction with a lot of the other distilleries in town, the New Columbia guys, the 1-8 sure. guys, Joseph A. Magnus, uh, Republic Restoratives, and we're actually doing a, a collaborative gin. And the proceeds of that um, for the summit are actually going to go to Malaria No More. So we're really excited about that. That's awesome. As well. Uh, but, yeah, towards the end of the year, we have uh, some of our first aged whiskeys coming out. Um, we'll see an aged rum and an aged apple brandy this year as well. Um, we have quite a bit of stuff coming up that we're, we're well, pretty Well, let me about. ask, so if somebody comes to District Distilling, can we just give them, like, how do they navigate the space? Okay. How does that work? Yeah, so you walk in the door, um, and to your left, we have our retail section. Downstairs is pretty much retail and the distillery. You can come in, you can take a tour, you can do a tasting with some of our tour guides, and our tour guides are really informative. They're very smart um, and pretty entertaining. Uh, but if you go upstairs, you can grab a cocktail. We have a bar that can house how many people? Uh, a little over 120. Yeah, so... Party space, party yeah, space. Got uh, it. And we do a lot of events there, too. Right. Um, but then uh, roughly 150-seat dining area as well. We have... Uh, Head chef Justin Bittner, who's uh, managing. He used our, to be a bar pillar. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Who's uh, kind of taken over our culinary program, and he's really been fantastic. Got and uh, our our drinks program is uh, Saeed manages so much of that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a so pretty. He wears many space. hats, but he wore the cool one today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he he he's a man of many titles. So. Yeah. All right. Great. All right. Well, let's make sure everybody knows where to find you. Street address, the web. Yeah, 14, uh, 1414 U Street, uh, district-distilling.com. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. cool. Guys, Great. thanks. Guys, thank thanks you so much. I so should exciting. have thanked our sponsors before we came in from the last break, so I want to make sure we do thank Please do. our friends at ProFish and John Rorapaw for all their support. 
uh, celebrity cruises. Well, just it's not just Profish because it's also Ivy City Market and Tony and Joe's. And Nick's, they have a lot of restaurants, and they do a lot of great things in the city. And if you need smoked fish on a Sunday morning, that's where to go. You got to go to Ivy City Market because it's yeah, amazing. And the market at River Falls, which is a great little mm-hmm. gourmet market right in the center of Potomac. Right, and if you're getting ready for Super Bowl Sunday, they have everything you need to have the most amazing Super Bowl Sunday party. I can't wait to see the Redskins in the Super Bowl. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> okay, that's never going to happen. <laughs> Probably not. All right, all so right. we want to thank everybody again in studio today for joining us. What a great it's show. A fun thank show, you yeah. all so much. Uh, incredible crew of people here once again this morning. Uh, we will not be here next week because it's inauguration and the march, and we just feel like we don't want to make people come into the studio for well, that. I'll be in mourning. Right. And so. uh, But the following week on the 29th, we will be celebrating the Super Bowl in studio. We'll have lots of people in talking about how you too can have a great Super Bowl party. So we want to thank everybody again for joining us. Everything you need is on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at Nikki Nellis. And please have a delicious week.